Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's, what's, what's wrong with you? going on everyone and welcome to the reformatory the podcast for the local church and by the local church and we are your local churchmen my name is josh and i'm here as always with my co-host in crime captain jack barry jack yes, my man yeah. it's good to see you i came back from montana do, do you see how my mustache kind of has like mm-hmm. a tombstone vibe going mm-hmm. to it you just yeah. like when in when in when in Montana, you just when you go that, when you uh, go out west, you come yeah. back looking little, like little Doc Holiday, little you know, yeah. you might you you might you might fool around, go to the OK uh-huh. Corral, get into a shootout kind of deal. I mean, know? I mean, you know, if we're feeling frisky, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you had a business trip in which your cigar lounge experience was dude. If you are not perfect, if you if you are not on the potluck in which I chronicled the uh, cornucopia of yes. private cigar lounges in, in Montana, yes, you best be checking them out. You got to head over, people. Yeah. Patreon. That's where that's where Jack and I do our best work. It really is. The yeah. Patreon is where we do our our best work. And Jack, speaking of Patreon. Yes, sir. We have some business to conduct, my Bit friend. Nass. We have a a new member to Hallowed oh, uh, it, it, within yes, the halls of the podcast, my friend. Yes, uh, a new individual has joined the membership of our podcast and has joined the Podluck and has mm. brought all the wonderful casseroles. And and delicious foods, and uh, this person uh, does not have a name, but they have a title, of which I am still waiting to hear the backstory on this title. Oh yes, I've heard. We talked about this. We did. We talked about this on the podluck. But yep. as promised, we must hallow them through the halls of the actual podcast. Yes. So true. everyone, I, I would like you to welcome new member to the exclusive club that is the podluck, the all access Patreon. The Varn, the Varn, <laughs> not, and it's not, it's not, it's not a one word name. It's the, as in the, the, that's their pronoun, Varn. the, 
Yeah, that's the pronoun. Yes, (laughs) the Varn. Um, I don't know if it's if it's a title. I don't know what it means, dude. I'm I'm still. It's a it's a person of mystery. It's a person of mystery of which I do not know. uh, I do not know who they are. I don't know where they came from. Uh, The only thing that we do know is that Mm. they said uh, uh, since since Doc and Devo, you know, R.I.P. Doc and Devo uh, has been no more. Uh, they've they've come on over to the reformatory, and they say that 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 we are that we're their pod now. We're the Dude, we're the West Coast Avengers now. We're the, <laughs> <laughs> the West Coast Avengers. Hey, West Side, West Side. <laughs> Don't discount yes, us, West Side. Uh, so the Varn, we welcome you. We thank you. Welcome to the family, my friend. And with that, Jack, the business is done, and their name. Has been hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. Bro, I got to tell you, before we get into our cigar, my arms mm. are smoked. <laughs> okay. I told oh, Josh, I, I woke today, up dude. and oh. I tweaked my knee. I feel oh, like I have. so old. I feel like I, feel like I got a, an MCL tear or something like that. It, it felt weird today. So starting to get in them 30s starts to hit you. Starts it to does. catch up. It hits, it hits hard. It hits so. hard. Jack, before we get into the shenanigans that we have to get into today, mm. uh, why don't you please give us the Reformatory Cigar of the Week? What do you got for us, my man? So, Josh, we, uh, we're we doing a little uh, Back to the Future on this episode because mm. we are recording right now in January. Correct. But this episode is dropping in February. Correct. Josh, you know that we we are we are going along the timelines that That's is right. the matching sacred timelines. Up, if you yes, will. the sake. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. I don't know if I should say R.I.P. Jonathan Majors too soon. Whatever. He's no, done it's, with Kang. it's definitely R.I.P. Uh, yeah, that guy's <laughs> that guy's done forever. Yeah. yeah. So he. So we have been matching up the months of the year with boutique cigar brands mm-hmm. that we like that we have explored, that we have smoked. Friends, this is probably top tier. This has got to be within my top five brands of all time. Yeah. Cigar smoking. Yep. This is February. February is for foundation, people. That's right. February is for foundation cigars. So good. And it's proprietor Nick Melillo. Um, Yeah. And And we're starting off with a bang, too. Because this line of cigars that Nick brought out uh, several years ago, man, it came out with a bang because everybody has talked about how there has not been a cigar that has matched a good MSRP with good tasting notes and good tobacco. Mm -hmm. There has always been, you have to buy... um, $11 $11 or more to get good tasting notes, to get good quality tobacco. And when Nick Melillo started um, this line, Charter Oak, that we're going to talk about, and one of the cigars in Charter Oak, um, he blew it out of the water. Yeah. Um, they're consistently probably around MSRP, anywhere between... I would say five to seven dollars and fifty cents usually, mm-hmm. um, but these are not just cheap tobacco sticks that you just 
these aren't these aren't the tossaways. These aren't the throwaways. No, they're they're really um, good sticks. He he uses some really good tobacco in them. Um, I am going to talk about one that kind of um, it's a little bit more. How should I say? Uh, a little bit more on the um, he kind of he differentiated the the blends and just the vitola sizing, but the scores have been uh, consistently about 93 and above mm. for this cigar. Yep. So what we're going to talk about is the Charter Oak CT Shade Rothschild. The Charter Oak CT Shade Rothschild. This is a rich woods and complex herbs set the tone for this attractive Robusto. Yes, it is a Robusto sizing. There Each you go. Puff, and remind you, I'm reading off Cigar Aficionado, so it's going to Of course, it's going to be stuff. extra extra bougie. <laughs> you think we're each, bougie. Each <laughs> puff leaves impressions of oaky vanilla, oh, yes. spearmint, and caraway seeds, <laughs> along with floral notes and cashew nuttiness. Mm, uh, I, can, I can verify that, yes, it tastes both woodsy, floral, and you got some sweetness mixed in there. Yeah. Right? So we talked about how, um, you know, we talked about tasting notes. Uh, we talked about the size, Robusto. The filler is from Nicaragua. Okay. The binder, Indonesia, baby. There's the sweetness Indonesia. right there. Indonesia. Yeah. Good stuff. The wrapper is Connecticut Valley Shade. Okay. Good old US of A. Love it. And this is MSRP'd at anywhere between, I would say, five, five dollars to is. seven fifty. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. That is That's a good miracle stuff. in the cigar industry to get that kind of quality at that kind of price and just knock it out of the park with Love that it. kind of craftsmanship that you get from Foundation Cigars and Mr. Nick Malolo. So. Dude, I'm excited for this month. Foundation is also in my oh, top. Oh, we got we got top, we got top more. brands, dude. I'm so we got excited. more people. I'm so we excited. Next week, oh, yeah. it's just gonna go deeper down the rabbit hole, people. Let's go. It is gonna get intense next week. Oh yeah, we're in. We're <laughs> I'm all after in on that. Foundation. We going uh, in, baby. Oh, it's so good. We gonna mix. So we gonna mix in a little bouginess too. I like it. Got a little sprinkle in a little bit of. Of course, getting up there in the it higher tiers. If we did. You know, so. that's right. That's right. Didn't All right, Jack. Well, well done, my friend, as always. Ladies and gentlemen, February is for foundation. That is the reformatory cigar of the weekend. You know what to do. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. So today we are going to talk about. How to get along with Presbyterians. <laughs> um, or Pado, or Pado Baptist, whatever you want to call it. Pado Baptist, Presbyterians, that's true. That's true. URC are, people, you know. Yep, that's fair. Capital that's R fair. Reformed people, if you will. Ooh, capital R. Capital idea. Um, so, Jack, some things went on in the in the uh, in the reformed world this week that caught a lot of caught a lot of. Uh, I mean, if you if you thought the Alistair Begg thing was like this thing, it's just it's one thing after another. It's one thing after another, and what it results yeah. in is a bunch of uh, people being mean to each other in a situation where they should be nice to each other. Oversimplification, yes, but let's get into it, okay? Um, the age old debate that seems to 
come back again and again and again. Yeah. Is whether or not Reformed Baptists, of which Jack and I would consider ourselves firmly in the camp, those that adhere to uh, the doctrines of grace, the covenantal understanding and interpretation of Scripture, yeah, and the 1689 Reform the uh, Reform Baptist Confession. If you if okay. you really want to get into it, mm-hmm. um, there is a what guy. Shout out to Mr. Corey Bailey. He mm-hmm. put together the first London Baptist Confession, mm-hmm. the second London Baptist Confession, and the Orthodox Catechism. And he called them the London Standards. Ooh, I like this. That. Might be our Baptist three forms of unity at this point. <laughs> so, <laughs> in your face. the London Standards, right? <laughs> yes. Um, but there is there there's there's always a subset of uh pa- of of Baptist brothers and sisters. Um, yeah. That that uh, I will say um, gatekeep the term reformed and do so in a pretty harsh way. Right. Yeah. Pretty Um, ignorant way that we saw just starting out the week here. So, right now, again, this is a debate that has been going on for years. It's going to go on for years. And most of the time, I will say most of the time, the debate and the pokes and the jabs, it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. Right. Uh, I have many, 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 many Presbyterian, brothers and sisters, in which we joke back and forth in a very loving and brotherly and sisterly way. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, we know and and, 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 and we, are, we are assured of a definitely each other's salvation, but, but also yeah. the unity that we have in, in so much of our theology, right? And that's something yeah. that's often, we'll talk about this later, but that's something that's often lost in these conversations is the amount of things that we agree on vastly overcome the things that we disagree on right um so but all that to say is this debate has gone on for years whether or not baptists can call themselves reformed because we disagree with the the pedo-baptistic interpretation of the covenant right um uh, which we do right we believe in believers baptism is what we call it that baptism is a sacrament that is only to be administered to those credo that Credo Baptist. Credo, yes, yep, yep. Credo, you know, believers, whatever term you want to use there, we believe that that sacrament is reserved for only those that have professed faith in Jesus Christ, right? And that obviously differs from our Presbyterian uh, brothers and sisters, and then those of the three forms of unity as well. Um, Again, this debate's gone on for years. It's it's going to go on for years. It's going to go on until we're all in eternity together, and then we see who's right. Right. Um, And for the most part, the debates have been kind and lighthearted and have genuinely uh, spurred one another on uh, in love and good works. Right. True. Um, Not so recently. Okay, this morning, there are (laughs) there are individuals that seem to uh, take this debate uh, uh, to to a level that I believe is unbiblical and unhealthy and just un and, and just generally unhelpful uh, for the unity of the church. Right. Um, yeah. And one of, one of these individuals recently has been a guy named R Scott Clark. Now, generally um, you know, up until this week, I'll say 
that my my um, experience with Scott Clark has been generally positive. He posts some good stuff and has some good things to say and good insights and, um, uh, you know, things of that sort. He's a big like Heidelberg guy, which I'm a big fan of the Heidelberg catechism. I love that. Um, but but for some reason, our brother, our brother, Scott, uh, someone put a someone put a burr under his saddle this week. And, and he decided to, he decided to to go off and to take uh, Reformed Baptists to the woodshed. Yeah. Um, in uh, in in this in this debate and uh, said some pretty ungracious things. Um, but but the 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 specific one that I want to I want to target in on here, just 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 to to showcase the the way. To showcase how we should not interact with those in the body that we disagree with was a was something that came out i think it was yesterday or this morning pretty sure um, it was this morning was it this but, morning yeah. yeah uh this this individual online named uh, jules diner which i don't i'm assuming that's an anon account unless that's her is that her actual name jules diner no it's it's okay. definitely not her there was some poking so. there was some poking that happened and um, you know, we could talk about it a little bit further, but um, that I think that's just her her tag and username. Okay, so so this is in in response to this specific debate, right? This is what Jules Diner said, right? She said Baptists insisting that they're reformed, and then in brackets they're not, is not altogether unlike men insisting that they're women. Their argument boils down to, quote, it's how we identify and we don't care what you think the word means, end quote. To which and, our and Scott. A, well, it then, and then it had. Oh, a GIF, yes. And then it had, it had a, a gif, a GIF of, or a gif of a man saying trans women are women. Correct. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's actually the the like. I think that's the Babylon B guy. So I'm, I, I think it's a skit. I think it's a, a gift from one yeah. of his skits or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's him obviously pantomiming uh, the um, obviously the pantomiming far the, far yes, left, the far left saying trans movements. women are women. Yeah, uh, and then, and then, and then icing on the cake here, uh, our Scott Clark retweeted this simply with the caption. She's not wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I obviously have, you know, <laughs> I've got some issues with that just because sure. I think, you know, just there's a local church focus here as well, too. If people, oh, if people I, don't, yeah. uh, <laughs> there, there will be local church talk about this, how it affects local churches as well, too. Well, yeah. I think, I think the whole thing is, is a local church talk, right? Because here's the yeah. thing I you know I, and I've talked about this before. Um, I, I'm kind of a weird, you know, my, my theological history is weird and hodgepodge. Um, whereas, whereas most Reformed Baptists, they'll go from Reformed Baptists into Presbyterianism. I actually did the opposite as my, my beginning in confessional Reformed theology, uh, covenantal theology, Reformed theology was as a Presbyterian. Uh, that's where I learned about you know, covenantal theology and the importance of interpreting scripture correctly. That's why I learned about confessionalism, 
right? And the importance of adhering to a confession personally and as a church. You know, I learned that within Presbyterianism, and I was a Presbyterian for a little bit. And then the Lord, uh, you know, I would say, continued to 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 reveal to me uh, some things in Scripture, uh, and and I had questions that I couldn't get answered and things of that sort, and I ended up landing firmly into Reformed Baptistic uh, 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 convictions. Um, so I've had a foot in both camps. Sure. And, 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 and I'm actually very thankful to the Lord for giving me that because I think mm. it's given me an ability to be able to see, you know, both sides of the argument and also to see, you know, coming from one camp and going into another, how close we are yeah. as fellow believers, as Reformed Baptists, how close we are to our Presbyterian brothers and sisters, because we are massively close. We are massively close. And if you have a correct understanding of what Presbyterians believe, which to be frank, and this is something that I actually found out when I became a Reformed Baptist, not a lot of Reformed Baptists actually take the time to know what Presbyterians believe, <laughs> right? And therefore come at Presbyterians in a, in a way that actually kind of displays that ignorance, right? Um, but vice versa, a lot of Presbyterians, I won't say a lot, you know, some, some of the loud ones, um, they interact with their with their Baptist brethren in a way that kind of kind of has their nose up in the air a little bit, yeah. And as as almost almost gatekeepers of the of the term and definition of reformed, right? Yeah. And again, uh, I've been on both sides of this, so I see the benefits and the flaws in both of the. And I don't even want to call them camps because it makes it sound like we're against each other. But Jack, it's. This it's this type of interaction, and I'm going to throw it over to you. This type of dealing with you know people that you disagree with, it is an attack. It is a direct attack on the unity that we are called to have as a greater Catholic Church. Yes, right. Yeah. Uh, and I use that as the universal Church. Right. Um, I it makes me so sad when I see stuff like this. Because yeah. it's not it's not a show and a display of how we are to interact with brothers and sisters in Christ that we disagree with on something that honestly, at the end of the day, is very, very small. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we've had when I was on um, my paternity leave, we had Nick Batsik on. Yes. Um, yeah. That was a great app. Specifically about Reformed Catholicity. Um, so I would encourage you to visit those episode that episode that he did on that. Um, I think Nick is a very talented, very well-versed brother in understanding church history and how it applies to us and why we see a lot of people coming out of, I would say, broader reformed, maybe evangelical circles going to Catholic and Orthodox and maybe other high church um, mm, sure. traditions uh, that maybe not be Protestant. So um, I'm still up in the air on Anglicans at this point, to be quite honest. Um, yeah. I think <laughs> Anglicans are up in the air on Anglicans at this know, point. Right? Yeah, yeah. It really um, like it's 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 there's a wide spectrum of flavors yeah. with Anglicanism for sure. Yeah. But I talked about this, uh, I think, a, an episode or two ago. Um, how Anne Rice, the famous author. 
she was in and out of her faith uh, or whatever resembled faith for a while. And it came down to, I think, the 90s in which she basically said, Christians will basically uh, beat each other up and damage the witness of the church. And really, they don't care about who's watching them do it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we just curb stomp each other on social media, yeah, for the lack of a better word, um, and we don't really care, I think tells more about our culture <laughs> mm-hmm. within what are we cultivating within our local churches or what spurs us on to that yeah. versus, um, you know, kind of the famous adage, People should know what we are for rather than all the time what we are against all the time, mm, right? Sure. Yeah. So there's this famous adage like that. Um, so what are we for? We should be for unity within the uh, Church of Jesus Christ, which makes up um, particular Baptist, Reformed Baptist denominations, Presbyterian mm-hmm. denominations, mm-hmm. United Reform Confessional Churches, mm-hmm. um, OPC churches, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and many some, other denominations many that we would have even greater differences and disagreements with. Sure, they still fall under the our our camp of Christians. I would say this: it, it hurts the witness of your local church. I think because people will take it out on your local church. Mm. People will see stuff online and then, and this has happened in the last four years too. People see stuff online. They come to your local church and then they ask you questions about the bomb that blew up on social media. And how do we deal with that? Mm -hmm. How do you deal with this? How do you deal with that? Um, And you're reeling because sometimes what, what people say online may or may not affect your local church as bad as it does to one area of the country than the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say with Josh and I, it affects us more when when a person slanders us and saying that we promote um, <laughs> we promote the agenda of uh, being transgendered or calling ourselves that or basically saying you are the spiritual version of the transgender movement because Which, we deal yeah, with it yeah. on a regular basis in the Pacific Northwest. And well, we do. And yeah, albeit from the truth, like um, there is a big difference <laughs> between churches who are uh, adhering to the five souls, adhering to the doctrines of grace and are sometimes Calvinistic at best, sometimes reformed ish. There is a big difference between those churches and the LBGTQ movement in the Pacific Northwest, and the fact that you will not find, uh, I was about to say a Star Wars quote, you'll not find a more wretched hide of scum and villainy. Always always with a Star Wars. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you will not find um, the amount of stuff that Jules Diner mentioned at those churches um, because we're not talking about that. We're talking about the fact that we're we're getting hemmed in. It's basically Battle of the Bulge out in the Pacific Northwest. Well, You're yeah, surrounded on sure. all sides. 
mm-hmm. and you got to deal with it. Nobody's coming in to rescue you. Right. You are you are hemmed in on all sides of the culture, and nobody yeah. cares, and nobody and really nobody really understands the gospel to mm-hmm. a greater understanding. I think that's even more important oh, yeah. than just oh well, Baptists, you can't be in the Reform Club. I think there's a right. bigger problem here, and the bigger yeah. problem is is that people don't even understand the gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Baptists. From. Yeah. We're talking about like, Baptists. Yeah, like it's it's not it's it's tone deaf, and that's look. Here's the thing: every argument on Twitter is tone deaf. Oh, sure, right? Yeah. Like that's the problem with these with this stuff is is it's it's always creating a a a battle line where the battle line like shouldn't be right like why are we arguing about this yeah this isn't something that's worth arguing about it's it's fun to have discussions about it's fun to talk about and it's fun to you know sharpen each other's convictions and 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 press in on some of these topics you know uh, to see you know where in scripture do you do you do you find this conviction but there's a big difference my friend between that yeah and the cheap shot of comparing mm-hmm. reformed baptists calling themselves reformed with a trans person self-identifying as the gender that they're not yeah and this isn't the first time the presbyterians have cheap shot us like that cross politic cross politic well. which yeah. which i will say i will say on that one you're 100% correct I hesitate to throw cross politic and the and the Moscow guys into Presbyterianism because they, they they did their own thing. They did their own thing. <laughs> they did their own yeah. thing. Westminster wasn't 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 their jam. And they West went to their own the thing. Floor, so let's be they, let's be yeah. clear and fair to our Presbyterian brothers and sisters who adhere to the Westminster, which I believe is what Presbyterianism what Presbyterianism is. Uh, let's be let's be let's be fair to them. But you are one hundred percent correct. You know, this was a couple of years ago, if not last year. Cross Politic came out, and yeah. said that that ref, that Reform Bap, that 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 Credo Baptism was the root or the or or one of the one of the causes down the line of the transgender ideology. <laughs> and you know, us Reformed Baptists are sitting here like, huh? Well, like, why you got to hit me like that? Like, I thought we were on the same team. Like, I'm locking arms with you fighting this this war in this world that hates Jesus and that hates the gospel i like you are sitting right next to me and instead of being my spotter helping me shoot holding me up you turn to your left and you sucker punch me and that's that, what this you, feels you, like yeah you shoot him and we, we called that in the military yeah. we called that in the army what we called that when your allies go against you or turn on you is a blue on green event. So blue on green, a blue on green event. Explain that to me. Blue Um, on green. Yeah. Uh, So uh, basically you classify different colors um, to allies Hmm. and to um, you as, as basically like the, the army. And then you classify different colors uh, in coordination with who your allies are. Oh, okay. And so if we okay. talked about a blue on green event, yeah, it meant that uh, a certain Afghan. So you had many different Afghan classifications. You had the Afghan National Army, 
Right. You had the Afghan National Police. Um, you had the Afghan Border Patrol. Uh, so you had many different classifications of Afghan allies. Mm, and okay. in this case, I think it was the Afghan National Police that turned on my unit specifically. Mm. And they killed four of um, of our scouts out at yeah. a combat outpost uh, when I was deployed. But it's like this. Like, you think that you're going down this road... <laughs> Right. With your Presbyterian brothers and sisters. And all of a sudden they, they pull out a gun, they shoot you right in the stomach. Yeah. And that's what it felt like, you know, with these tweets, to be quite honest, spiritually, I wouldn't say physically, but spiritually it felt like this. It's like, yeah. wow. So I know where your heart's at when things get tough. Well, when it, things it, get yeah, tough. It affects the trust, right? Yeah. Like we have to be able to trust our allies. Yeah. We got to be able to trust our brothers and sisters. And like it, it hurts. It hurts when this kind of stuff happens. And it's, it's, you know, I, I see something like this, Jack. And, you know, I, I obviously want to be gracious in this, but when I see this type of interaction within the church, right. And again, like this isn't just, this isn't just happening out there. This is how, how do you interact with people in your own church? Right. Yeah. If your initial response is to cheap shot and do a response like 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 this you aren't actually seeking the betterment of your brothers and sisters in Christ you are seeking to satisfy your own desire for carnage calamity and 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 controversy which is an evil thing yeah because that's not how we are called to interact with each other Right. I would I would I would humbly again. I don't know who this Julie Julie Diners is. Jules Diner. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Jules Diner. I don't know who this is. I don't know what church she goes to, but I would humbly submit to her. That response was sinful and it was a wicked way to interact with your brothers and sisters. And whether it was done in ignorance or done in malice, like you knowing what you were about to. And actually, you know what? I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually fine with calling this because it was, she, she commented underneath her own post and she says, I'm going to get in trouble for this one. So I'm actually, I'm actually all right. Yeah. I think in, in making the judgment call on this, you knew what you were doing. Sure. You knew what you were saying. You knew the effect that it was going to have. And I believe that because you knew all those things, that's why you phrased it the way that you did. And I would say that's wrong. And that's not how we're supposed to interact with one another because and it's on unhelpful, top of that, it's unchristian, and it's ungenerous. And on top of that, you had a minister and the United Reformed Church in North America cosign. Yeah. Straight up cosign. Yeah. So I would humbly submit to Westminster Seminary of California. What are you going to do with that? At least have a conversation or at least, you know, I would encourage <laughs> I would encourage Scott and I would encourage this Jules Diner person to take some inventory on how you are promoting the unity that we are called to have in the gospel with your online presence, because, you know, this I'm going to get in trouble for this one shows me like you you knew how spicy this was and i believe based on based on you saying that that you that this was intentional 
it, yeah. it was an intentional thing. And it's not only that. I think that this this goes not only into the realm of unity within the body. It yeah. also goes into accountability. Yeah. If yeah. if I and I I said this to Josh on many different Marcos back and forth. If I were to say that same, if I were to have the same air mm-hmm. about me mm-hmm. in some Twitter posts, in Instagram posts, in Facebook mm-hmm. posts, believe me, you best believe I would get a call, I would get a text, I would get an email from all three of my pastors telling me, <laughs> What's up? Uh, <laughs> you, you need to rein it in. Yeah. You need to rein it in. Yeah. And you best believe some church discipline would be laid down. Oh, yeah. Because that kind of attitude shows me I can do whatever I want on X or Twitter. But hey, when I'm in the pews with my brethren on Sunday, I'm good. Yeah. So either your pastors have zero clue that you're you're on social media posting like this or they do and they co-sign on you which uh, that's enough that might be another episode to to even dive into deeper but i mean um you know we've been uh before so this last sunday we had our first um lord's day service that was just one service we combined two services into one we met at, we're meeting at a local elementary, or not an elementary, a middle school. But before we went in there, we were talking through Romans 12. And I would humbly submit to you this, about this situation. Um, Paul says in Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 3, For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly, as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. Now, as we have many parts in one body, and all parts do not have the same function, in the same way we are many, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Accordingly to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy, we can talk about this later about <laughs> interpreting. If prophecy, use it according to the proportion of one's faith. If service, use it in service. If teaching, in teaching. If if, exor- if exhorting, in exhortation. Giving with generosity. Leading with diligence. Showing mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Hmm. Detest evil. Cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lack diligence in zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve mm. the Lord. Mm. How in the world are we going to live those those precepts of Scripture out when we just want to shoot each other in the face with tweets like this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just... <laughs> It's just given it's just given ammunition to the world to say, y'all tell us that Jesus saves, and you're showing us that Jesus really can't even save your own people. Yeah. Like you want to kill each other before you want to save each other. <laughs> really. Yeah. No, I think it's a good point, man. And I think that that's a good place to probably wrap up. That it's like, look, you know, we as God's church have 
especially Reformed Baptists and Reformed Presbyterians, um, there's so much that unites us and so much that, that, that makes us, if we were to stand together unified in our, in our desire to <clears throat> preach the gospel and to see this world change, we would be a force to be reckoned with, man. And when you interact with people in your local church that you disagree with, you can either do it the way scripture tells you, or you can do it the way your flesh will tell sure. you to do it. And we've seen a lot of flesh responses this week. And I really like, and, and it's a, it's a warning to me because I, I see those tweets. I see that thing. My immediate reaction is to be like, well, who do you think you are? Like who, who made you, who made you, you know, who gave you a crown and made you King? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but, but we can't return that with, we can't return evil for evil. Right. Sure. So it's a, it's a, it's Which a, is in Romans chapter 12. If, exactly. <laughs> if I would have read a little bit. Yeah. 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 People, keep reading. So, right. Yeah. Right? Keep it's, reading. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be very careful to respond to our brothers and sisters in Christ in a way that resembles uh, Christ. And that shows that the unity and the love that we have for each other supersedes the things that we disagree with. Doesn't mean you don't have the conversations. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you don't have, you know, say hard things and, and, you know, you know, uh, have the, have these types of conversations, but it matters how we do it. And I can't, I, I can't go through this life locking arms with somebody that I think is going to turn around and shoot me in the stomach. Like Jack said, I just, I can't do it. I need to know I can trust you and that at, you know, when you're, when you're waking up feeling spicy or sassy that you're not going to, yeah. you know, I'm not going to be the one that you sucker punch. Yeah. Because that's not cool. People like that's, yeah. that, that's not, that's not how we treat our friends. That's not how we treat our family. We don't sucker punch them. We have reasonable gospel centered, biblically based conversations and nothing about that tweet was any of those. So let it be a warning to us to interact with our brothers and sisters in our local churches in a way that promotes unity and not a way that promotes flesh. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I would encourage. That's something I need to remember. And that's something that I hope uh, people take away from this app is like, you know, let's not sucker punch each other. No. what do you say? Blue on green. No, no yeah. blue on green events. Right. We don't need that. We don't need that. That's not something that's not something that 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 we need. So, Jack, my friend, there's plenty more that could be said. Yes. But uh, what do you think about getting us out of here? Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go over to the podluck, I'm going to explain blue on green events in more in depth. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) We're going to get some war stories. Dude, (laughs) war stories. Uncle Jack in Afghanistan (laughs) talking about his time. Um, Let's go. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate Josh and I's um, valiant efforts to be uh, people a part of the uh, Catholic faith if you will not the roman catholic faith the catholic faith that we have the amongst, holy catholic church yes amongst our brethren here in north america and around the world and to make the local church central to the believer's life you too can follow us on the sociables yes those those dirty little things that we've talked about that <laughs> that are the stumbling block to many of us uh you can follow us on the the, the facebook page the metaverse you can follow us on the instagram 
of what with chocolate marshmallow, as we like to say. And you can follow us on the sociable, formerly known as Twitter X, uh, all at the tag at Reformatory Pod. If you have a question, if you have ideas for shows, if you have anything that you would like to say, um, and if you would like to forever not hold your peace and do that, you can uh, <laughs> message us, DM us at those accounts at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you may tell the lovely people how they might participate in the exclusive content that is the pod luck over on our Patreon. That's right. There are many ways that you can support the Reformatory. You can give us a little like and review. You know, if you're listening on Apple, you know, just scroll down. Scroll all the way down on the app. Click that five stars. Give us a little review. Tell us uh, what you appreciate about the podcast, where you found it. Just maybe fill something in there. We'd really appreciate it. Helps get the podcast out to more people. Um, we do have a YouTube. You can head on over to youtube.com slash reformatorypod. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit the little bell for notifications, as the kids say. You can watch this as well as listen to it. Last but not least, as we stated at the beginning of this episode, join the Varn in becoming yes. an exclusive member of the Reformatory Patreon. And in that, you get bonus episodes. You get uh, this episode uh, early, so you could be way ahead of the curb on everybody else. We have exclusive reformatory chat in which I give, uh, you know, tobacco-related uh, recommendations. Um, yes. You get early access to any video content that we put out, which we are going to be doing this year. Uh, it's just a lot, of, a lot of cool things over on the Patreon. Uh, hop on over there, become a member. It's only five bucks a month. That's it. It's not even. It's cheaper than a coffee. It's cheaper yes. than a coffee a month. Uh, so you could just go go without one coffee a month, become a Patreon supporter for five dollars, and our pledge to you is that your name shall be hallowed, hallowed, sir. hallowed, hallowed through the halls of the podcast. That is our pledge to you. We thank you for listening, and we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. <laughs> <laughs>